and welcome to another episode of Health Affairs This Week, the podcast where health affairs editors go beyond the headlines to explore the health policy news of the week. I'm Ellen Bayer. And I'm Rob Lott. So Ellen, today we're going to focus on our own big news of the week at Health Affairs, which is the release of our February issue, a theme issue devoted to the topic of housing and health. Now, before we go any further, I just want to take this opportunity to thank our funders who made this issue possible. That includes Kaiser Permanente, the Colorado Health Foundation, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, California Healthcare Foundation, and the California Endowment. Now, Ellen, by way of background, as many of our listeners know, uh, Health Affairs has covered the issue of housing and health for quite some time in the journal, on Forefront, in a series of health policy briefs on the topic. And uh, as our listeners may know, in the past four weeks, to set the stage for the theme issue, authors and reviewers from some of those archived health policy briefs have joined me here at Health Affairs this week to talk about a variety of housing and health topics. It was really a lot of fun talking to these folks. Well, thanks so much for doing those interviews, Rob. I mean, they're really interesting and offered some great insights on housing and health. So I'd encourage our listeners to check out those last four episodes if you haven't already. Yeah, thanks, Ellen. And here we are for what is, I guess, the fifth episode in that series. But the difference this time is that we're not focusing on the previous content. We're talking about this brand spanking new theme issue for which you served as the assigned editor. Can you take our listeners behind the pages, so to speak, to uh, give us a sense of how it all came together? Sure. Uh, As you know, our theme issues are a long time in the making. We start over a year ahead of time with choosing outside advisors who are experts in the field and who work with us from day one to guide us through the process. And for the housing and health issue, we've been so fortunate to work with two fantastic advisors, Dr. Ingrid Gould-Ellen of NYU and Dr. Mariana Arkaya at, at MIT. So after having a planning meeting with a group of subject matter experts and people who have lived experience with homelessness, last March, we put out a request for abstracts, and we got a phenomenal response. We ended up getting more than 200 abstracts, and we invited 26 papers and a Narrative Matters essay. And ultimately, in the issue, we published 17 papers, a Narrative Matters, and an Entry Point, which is a journalistic piece. So, Ellen, in looking through the content for this issue, it's clear there are some common themes running through it. That's right. And the first of those themes is the two-way relationship between housing and health. And what I mean by that is housing is a well-established social determinant of health. The quality of the home that you live in and the neighborhood where it's located affect your health. And being unhoused has extremely negative repercussions for health and life expectancy. And without housing, it's extremely difficult, if not impossible, to get the health care you need and live a healthy lifestyle. And on the flip side of that, your health ultimately can have an effect on your housing situation. Research has suggested that a health crisis can lead to housing instability, which ultimately can result in homelessness. Okay, so that's one key theme. I want to mention another one here that I also think comes through loud and clear from the content in this issue, and that is that systemic factors affect the interplay between housing and health. And so, you know, as we know, for decades, practices such as redlining and use of racially restrictive covenants and deeds 
these things were used to create and maintain segregation in neighborhoods. And even though there are now federal laws to prohibit discrimination and lending and housing, the effects of these policies and practices are still felt. They have really endured through the generations. And the high level of local control over land use in the U.S., that's had the effect of really perpetuating some of these issues and this segregation, really. You know, for example, look at the practice of exclusionary zoning or essentially low-density zoning that limits development to single-family homes on large lots. That continues today, and it has kept affordable multifamily housing from being built in many neighborhoods, and it's really contributed to the housing crisis in this country today, the limited supply of affordable housing, and it really is a key root cause of homelessness. And that brings up the next major theme of the issue, which is equity. So neighborhoods in this country are extremely unequal. There is a high level of segregation by race, ethnicity, and income. And compared to Black and Hispanic families in the U.S., white families on average live in higher income neighborhoods with higher performing schools and significantly lower rates of violent crime. And the problem of homelessness doesn't affect all population groups equally. Black, Indigenous, and Pacific Islander populations, gender and sexual minorities, and people who've had certain adverse experiences like domestic violence are overrepresented in the homeless population. Okay, Ellen, those are the big themes that I know our readers will see running like a common thread through a lot of these papers. But let's dig in a little bit into some of the specific papers in this issue. Of course, there are some overview papers, too, in the issue. One is focused on neighborhoods and health. That's by our advisor, Mariana Arkaya, and colleagues. And the other one is on homelessness and health by Cheyenne Garcia and co-authors. Both of these papers really dig in and provide details on these topics that set the stage for the research papers that follow. We'll put the link to the full issue in the show notes. So Rob, I know you have a longtime interest in housing and health yourself and a lot of expertise on these issues. So I'm curious to hear which articles in the theme issue caught your eye. Yeah, Ellen, they're, they're all really fascinating. But one paper I found particularly interesting was titled, quote, Housing First Increased Psychiatric Care Office Visits and Prescriptions While Reducing Emergency Visits by Devlin Hansen and Sarah Gillespie at the Urban Institute. So Housing First represents sort of the opposite of what was historically the most common approach to helping the unhoused, which was to essentially insist that individuals get their behavioral health or addiction or involvement with the justice system resolved and under control before placing them in permanent housing. Housing First says, no, that's backwards. And it recognizes that providing shelter and support really is a prerequisite to confronting a lot of other co-occurring challenges. So this study was part of a randomized controlled trial to test the effects of permanent supportive housing with a housing first approach in Denver among people experiencing chronic homelessness who had frequent arrests and jail stays. And it found that two years after assignment to the housing first intervention, participants had an average of eight more office-based visits for psychiatric diagnoses. 
three more prescription medications, and six fewer emergency department visits than the control group. There's a lot there, a lot more detail in the paper, and listeners should definitely check it out. So how about you, Ellen? As assigned editor for the issue, you're familiar with really all the content. Are there certain papers that you'd like to point out for our listeners? Well, Rob, like you said, there are so many great articles in the issue. I, of course, would recommend all of them. Um, But one that really stands out to me is a paper by Kira Barnett and co-authors who conducted a policy inventory to look at the effects of 100 years of discriminatory housing policies in the Linden neighborhood in Columbus, Ohio. And they found that these trends uh, went along with an extremely high rate of infant mortality in that neighborhood compared to the areas around it. And there's a really great interactive timeline that goes along with the article online that really helps to bring the story of the Linden neighborhood to life. So I would definitely encourage our listeners to check it out. The paper ends on a hopeful note. It describes a neighborhood revitalization effort that's ongoing now in that community. And that includes a partnership between a children's hospital and a number of community organizations. Nice. That's encouraging. Now, speaking of bringing an issue to life, I also want to draw our listeners' attention to the Narrative Matters essay in the issue, which is, it's really extraordinary. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Rob. The personal stories in Narrative Matters are always amazing, but this one really stands out. Yeah, the title of the essay is Finding a Place to Be Somebody, and it's written by Lawrence Lincoln, who was formerly homeless. He talks about his experiences living on the streets of Oakland and his journey out of homelessness during COVID and beyond. It's just an amazing and incredibly moving story that I would highly recommend to all of our listeners. And one final note for folks to check out the artwork that we've included throughout the issue and as part of our promotions. These pieces came out of our collaboration with an organization called Art from the Streets, a nonprofit in Austin, Texas, that serves those who are unhoused, at risk of homelessness, or were previously unhoused. And this organization is home to an open studio space where participants can use art supplies to create their own art. They display and sell their original work at art shows throughout the year and reap a good chunk of the profits. Our colleague Ryan Tanat published in Forefront last week a fascinating write-up about the organization and just how significant an impact it has had on its participants. Well, Rob, before we wrap up, I also just wanted to make our listeners aware of a virtual event in conjunction with the theme issue. On Monday, February 26th, our colleague, uh, senior editor Laura Tolan, will host a journal club in which Daniel Neal of NYU will present a paper from the issue that's titled, Housing Sensitive Health Conditions Can Predict Poor Quality Housing. And the paper describes an innovative use of AI that can help localities target building inspections in an effort to protect residents' health. So we'll drop a link to the registration for that event uh, in the show notes so you can sign up. One last note, Ellen, I just want to congratulate you and and all of our colleagues who contributed to making this issue possible. It's really fantastic. I know it was a lot of hard work, but the payoff has been tremendous. If you like this episode, please tell a friend and subscribe to Health Affairs This Week wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to sign up for our free e-newsletters. Thanks, Rob. And thanks, everyone.